Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to go through our top five players of round five today. First of all, I'm just going to mention three names that were extremely un- unlucky to miss our top five for this week. The first one was Cody Nikarima. Uh, two try assists, two line breaks, a field goal. Had a really good game for the Warriors. Um, I remember when the CEO came out and said, oh, we're going to come to Australia and we're going to kick your ass. Everyone laughed at him. They haven't been kicking ass, but fuck, they have showed up with so much intent and so much ticker. I'm so impressed with the Warriors, and I'm really impressed with Cody Nikarima. I thought it was a mistake when he wasn't picked. Uh, sorry, when he was picked at five eight over um, Chanel Harris Tavita. CHT would have been my 5'8 every day of the week. Egg all over my face. Cody Nikarima is playing some of the best footy I've ever seen him play. Another bloke that was very unlucky to miss our top five, Nathan Brown. He was incredible for Parramatta the other night. He is just a dog. He just goes after the bone and he does anything, anything his team needs to get it. He's the sort of guy you need in your club to win a premiership. I think he's probably the silent MVP of the Parramatta Eels, as I said on my page the other day. You know, 18 hit-ups, three tackle breaks, two offloads. Not superstar stats, but those 18 hit-ups, they were massive, and they got the Eels on the front foot. He's an incredible footballer. If he stays fit, Parramatta are seriously the real deal this year, but they need him to be there. He hasn't been there so far this year, and they've still done fine, but come finals footy, you need a guy like Nathan Brown in your pack. They are desperate to have him come finals footy time because they will need him to overcome these top sides like the Roosters, like Melbourne, like Canberra. The other guy that was unlucky to miss my list was Angus Crichton. Had a cracking game out on the right edge there for the Chooks. I tend to think that that'll be Mitch Orbison's spot over the next few weeks again, but geez, Crichton has given Robbo some serious headaches here. Scored two tries last night, Last night made 45 tackles. Uh, he shifted to the middle for the last 20 minutes or so and was dominant through the middle of the ruck too. Really, really strong forward Angus Crichton. I love the way he goes about his footy. Sort of went through a bit of a lull last year, getting used to the Roosters system, 
absolutely flying now. Wouldn't shock me if we see him pop up in the State of Origin series at some point at the end of the year. If the Roosters do go on to three-peat, Angus Crichton's going to play a big role in it, and it wouldn't shock me to see him back in the State of Origin arena at the end of the year. All right, let's kick off our top five players for round five. Number five. Cam McKinnis starts our list today at number five. I thought he just put in a cracking captain's knock for the Dragons the other day. Their first win of the season against the Cronulla Sharks. McInnes, um, I said last week that I thought it was crazy that St. George let Robson leave and move up to North Queensland. And I know I offended a lot of Dragons fans that told me Cam McInnes is their hooker. It's all good and well, but you have to look at the direction that the game is going the 80-minute hooker like Cam McInnes that just tackles his ass off and doesn't have many attacking stats in him, it's moving away from him, unfortunately. Um, I think that Mary McGregor found the right recipe the other day. I would be keeping Ben Hunt at 9, and for me, Cam McInnes moves to 13. He's the sort of bloke that, you know, I'm not convinced he's a 13, but I think in the modern game, you're falling behind if he's your hooker. He's just a footballer, and you want him on your team. He leads from the front. He is all hard work, dedication. He fits in wearing the 13 jersey, in my opinion. You just want to have him on your team, on the footy field, in the center of the ruck, trying his heart out like he does each and every week. I think Locke is his position moving forward. He might still spend some time at hooker to start the game, which is fair enough, but I think they need to inject Ben Hunt in at dummy half. He's their most exciting footballer, Ben Hunt, when he's on. And in the club landscape at the moment, with the rules the way they are, a guy like Ben Hunt is priceless. It's not like they don't have half-decent forwards there. They've got Paul Vaughan. They've got Tariq Sims when he comes back. They've got forwards that win the ruck. But Cam McInnes isn't the sort of hooker that takes advantage of that. I love the idea of Cam McInnes playing lock. And I think the other day it showed how much better the Dragons can be with that slight positional change. The try he scored, that was in championship minutes. Last 20 minutes of the game, it really broke it open. Just such, it just had Cam McInnes written all over it. Take it straight up at the line, left footstep, all determination, slam the ball down. He was incredible the other day. I think the number 13 jersey is his moving forward. But God knows what Mary's going to do. I hope he makes a good decision here and uses Ben Hunt at hooker and Cam McInnes at 13. Cracking game by McInnes on the weekend. A real captain's knock. The bobble off the chest and Latrell gets his first four-pointer of 2020. Number four. Latrell Mitchell from the South Sydney Rabbitohs comes in at number four this week. I've been waiting for this game from Latrell Mitchell. Yes, sweet. Tell me it came against the Gold Coast Titans. I don't care. He can only play what's put in front of him. He's been warming up to this game for the last three weeks. You saw last week against the Melbourne Storm, he was starting to show that he's finding his feet at fullback. He's going to be a sensational fullback. He's simply too talented not to be successful in the position. Will he be racking up 250, 300 metres like Trevojevic, like Pappenhausen, like Teddy? No, not a chance. He's not that sort of a fullback. Will he be doing this sort of stuff where he hits the line at 100 miles an hour and muscles his way over for tries and throws three try assists? Yes, that's the sort of fullback Latrell Mitchell's going to be. Stop comparing him to other fullbacks that are currently playing and saying that his stats aren't up to the same level. It doesn't matter. Latrell Mitchell is Latrell Mitchell. He's not trying to be James Tedesco. He's not trying to be Tommy Turbo. He's not trying to be Ryan Pappenhausen. He knows where his skill set lies, as does Wayne Bennett, and they're going to take advantage of what he has to offer, which is incredible strength, 
incredible power and an excellent ball-playing game. He's really starting to come into his own here, Latrell Mitchell. And if I had to put my money on whether he plays Origin this year, I would say yes, he's going to work his way back into that side because he's only getting better and better. And he's only going to be more and more dangerous at fullback. I'm, I'm so happy to see him roaming around the field now instead of being stuck in a corridor like he was at the Roosters on the left edge. He just needs a license to roam, play eyes up footy, and just take on the line whenever he sees an opportunity. I'm loving the way Latrell Mitchell's coming on at the moment. If you're playing super coach and you're looking for a big pot over the next few weeks, I would be looking at Latrell Mitchell. I mentioned it last week. I brought him in. He came up with 112 or whatever he scored. He looked Fantastic! They've got a, a reasonably easy run over the next three weeks. Uh, unfortunately, you already missed you already missed out on the Titans game if you didn't get him last week. But with that easy run coming, I would be looking at Latrell Mitchell as a pod in your Supercoach team, even potentially as a pod fullback because he is playing at another level at the moment. And I fear if you don't have him, you're going to fall behind because he's only going to get better. Number three. Number three on our list this week is Adam Fenua Blake. I thought AFB just had a massive game. Um, he started on the bench, and then in the 10th minute, uh, Marty Tapao went down with his uh, uh, wrist injury, I believe. He didn't come back for the rest of the night, and it forced AFB to play longer minutes than usual. He played 64 minutes, 20 hit-ups, 254 metres, but the biggest asset of AFB's game, the other night, by far and away, was his 120-plus post-contact metres. He won the ruck back for the Manly Seagulls. Without him the other night, I don't think they get anywhere near the comeback that they did. He was massive. I've been talking for a year or so about the importance of having explosive front rowers. They are the future in rugby league, especially with these new rules. You want explosive front rowers that win the ruck. They turn a whole set of six from a bang average set to a fantastic set in one run where they gain their five or six post-contact meters and it gets your team on the roll. It can change the entire momentum of a game of footy. And Adam Fanua Blake did that the other night. He was sensational. His performance is sort of forgotten because it was all the way back on Thursday night. But he was unbelievable. It's one of the best knocks by a front row forward I've seen this year. He was incredible. Manly are relying heavily on him this year. They've lost Marty to power now. I'm not sure if he's going to be back this week. I assume he will be, but if he's not, you're looking at a big few weeks for Adam Fanua Blake, and I'd be looking to possibly get him into your super coach teams over the next few weeks because he's going to step up and he's going to deliver like he always does. Number two. Cameron Smith was our second best player of round five. I just want you to take a second just to think about exactly what Cameron Smith is doing at the moment. I want you to imagine that Cameron Smith doesn't exist for a second. Yeah? Now, let's look back at some of the best hookers we've seen over the last 10 or 15 years. I've found three. Michael Ennis, Robbie Farrar, and the current Canberra Raiders hooker, Josh Hodgson. Now, Michael Ennis, he retired when he was 33. Robbie Farrar retired when he was 35. And Josh Hodgson is at the peak of his career right now at age 30. To remember that next week when you see Cameron Smith step onto the rugby league field, he is 37 years old. He is four years older than when Michael Ennis retired, and he is two years older than when Robbie Farrow retired, and he is still producing games like he did last week against the Newcastle Knights, who, may I remind you, remain undefeated and beat the Canberra Raiders the week before. 
two try assists, 15 runs, three tackle breaks, two line break assists. And on top of that, he made 42 tackles. This guy is incredible. He is by far and away the best footballer I have ever seen. And I believe he is the best rugby league player we have ever seen and we will ever see. What he has done over a long period of time is simply amazing. I heard people argue last week that Josh Hodgson has overtaken him as the best hooker in rugby league. And you know what? I can understand that argument. I don't completely agree with it, but I can understand it. But I want you to consider this. When you look at Josh Hodgson, he is an incredible hooker. He is fantastic. He's 30 years old. He is at the peak of his career right now. Smith is 37. So we are sitting here, as good as Josh Hodgson is, comparing him to a 37-year-old. He is three years away from being 40. He is still playing 80 minutes. He is still making 40 tackles. He is still laying tries on left, right, and center. I love Josh Hodgson, but it says a lot about Cameron Smith that Josh Hodgson is 30, and at the absolute peak of his career, Cameron Smith is right on par with him. If not, he'll probably be considered better again in a few weeks because we make such quick reactions to games all of a sudden and decide who's better, who's worse. He'll be back on top within a matter of time, I think. I think you've got to remember that Josh Hodgson came up against Cameron Smith the first week of those new rules. And granted, it blew me away that Melbourne didn't have it completely sorted for week one, but they obviously didn't. They found their way now. And I think by the end of the year, you're going to see Cameron Smith as another Dally M hooker of the year. He is an incredible footballer. I think he is the best we've ever seen. And what he's doing right now simply defies belief. I find it hard to believe we will ever see a guy at age 37 dominating rugby league, in my opinion, in the most important position on the field like Cameron Smith does. He controls the attack. He controls the defense. He is literally a second halfback for Melbourne. He is the reason why they've experimented so much with Jerome Hughes, Brody Croft, Riley Jacks. They've got an extra halfback at hooker. He does the job of the two most important positions on the field, and he is the best hooker we've ever seen. I've heard Denham Kemp talk quite often, and he's exactly right when he talks about the hooker position, and he says, we talk about halfbacks, and it's, oh, is it Joey or is it JT? We talk about 5'8", and we talk about JT. We talk about Freddie. We talk about Laurie Daly, Wally Lewis. When you talk about hookers, it starts and it finishes at Cameron Smith. He is simply incredible. No one has ever been better at what they do on a rugby league field than Cameron Smith. He is an immortal in waiting and the best player we will ever see. He's in again. James Tedesco grabs a hat-trick here tonight against the Bulldogs. Number one. No shocks here. James Tedesco was by far and away the best player of round five. He scored three tries, had two try assists, 23 runs, 230 metres, 50 post-contact metres, 10 tackle breaks, two line breaks, and five line break assists with four offloads to go along with it. If you were a fullback in the NRL and you did that over a month, I would say you're in good form. For Teddy to do it in one 80-minute stint after he hasn't played in two weeks defies belief. Look, I could talk all day about the highlights James Tedesco produced, and to be honest with you, it's becoming, over the last 18 months, it's only becoming more and more difficult to actually find more compliments to give this guy for what he's doing. He is simply unbelievable. 
unbelievable. As a coach myself of an under-16 side, I would say to my fullback, or sorry, 18 months ago, I would have said to my fullback, watch tapes of how Billy Slater used to play, what he used to do, how he he just is alive on every single play. I now think that if I was to get a young footballer to watch tapes of a fullback, I think it would be James Tedesco. The way that he pushes up on just every single play, the way that he addresses numbers now. Go and watch that first try that he sets up for Angus Crichton. I believe it is Lachlan Lewis. He shoots out of the line and he buries uh, Kyle Flanagan into the ground. And just watch James Tedesco. He flicks into motion. He sees the numbers. He counts it up. He tells everyone where he needs to be. He grabs Angus Crichton from his inside and shifts him outside him. Yeah, and he just starts all the movement. He can just... He's starting to see plays unfold before they happen. And it's a sign of his maturity. He's still got a number of years left. And he is probably not at his absolute peak yet. I don't think last year's going to be the best footy we ever see out of James Tedesco. I think he's going to improve. And I think you're starting to see that. And, you know, I just love when he... Especially now with these new rules... To some extent, James Tedesco needs to play more selfish. He needs to get into dummy half and just take them on because he was absolutely tearing them up last night. He just needs to be selfish and take them on and play eyes up footy and count numbers like he did last night. That other tricis that he had to Angus Crichton where he crabbed along the line and he turned his body and did sort of a flick pass you know, on the opposite angle to what you would normally run. Just I, I've never seen anyone do that before and he just sums it up in a second. His combination with Angus Crichton the other night was sensational. They were just in sync. I love what James Tedesco is doing at the moment. I think he's going to finish as one of the greatest fullbacks we've ever seen. And I honestly think he's going to challenge Billy Slater's title. The game's different to when Slater played. It's only been a few short years since he retired, but rugby league has changed. And the fullbacks, like Teddy, are taking it to a new level. I can't wait to see what the future holds for Teddy. If he once again is the main man behind the first three-peat of premierships we've seen in 40-odd years, mate, I think it's hard to argue that James Tedesco goes down as potentially the greatest fullback of all time. Thanks for tuning in once again to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Stay tuned on Wednesday morning. We'll be dropping our Round 6 preview featuring Tim Williams from the Supercoach Playbook. Timmy will be joining me to join, to talk through everything that is Round 6. Supercoach, matchups, bets, everything Round 6 we'll be covering there. Uh, thanks for tuning in once again. Always appreciate having you. Remember to uh, share with all your mates, like us on Instagram, Facebook, and subscribe to the podcast. Remember to keep kicking to corners and always play smart footy. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.